and we are going. Welcome again to another episode of The Ryan Show. I am, of course, Ryan, and I'm joined by my friend Antoinette, who is the captain of the crew of Joan of Arc. And, uh, of course, on Thursday, we're back in the quarter. We're back in the quarter, Antoinette, and uh, I know you're excited. I know I am, and you know because I remember the date last year. I had to ride my bike to the ferry, get on the ferry, go over, uh, over to Algiers, and around the same time I'm going across the river was when the damn insurrection happened. Right. Like exactly. It was, it, it was just. It was so weird going to the West Bank because I'm a creature of habit, you know, 15 minutes, takes me about 10 minutes to get from my house uptown to the quarter. And it was the first time I had, you know, me personally, I don't go across the river for too much of anything because everything I need is like within a mile radius of where I live at. Right. And by the time I got over there, that's when I was like, whoa, they did what? Like, that's when I found out about the insurrection and stuff. And they put a damper on everything. And, and I think being across there, and I, I can say it now, I was so not a fan of the tableau personally. I understood why we had to do it. Yeah, it was very different. It was very different. And and you're right. We. It, it was a very different feeling to have that. I mean, I was in the midst of getting everything set up and people are calling me and texting me and saying, are we canceling? This is happening. And I, and I wasn't even aware of it, what was happening in D.C. And I have a lot of friends in D.C. And, and they're telling me and I'm like, I can't I can't even I can't even understand what you're saying. This is so foreign to me. And and for me, it was a good distraction. It, it wasn't a Mardi Gras thing, but it was a way to sort of I mean, it wasn't a parade, but it was a way to sort of step out of the really crazy crap that was going on. And yeah, it was just really crazy. It was like that whole day was just really crazy. It just felt weird being uh, being over there and, you know, just standing there like I'm standing. And I remember I'll tell you this. The only reason why I decided to do it last year was because I needed some sort of normalcy. Because mm -hmm. being, you know, for months and weeks, it was like the only people I saw mostly were my neighbors. And I kind of, me and my neighbors are like the people that stay in the complex. I kind of just kind of like kind of try to keep a, a very long handle spoon from them because it's just like, your motivation is very different from mine. Mine's is not going to brothers and go, going to brothers and getting uh, going to brothers, making a beeline to brothers at five in the morning for beer. I'm right. sorry, it's just not me. And I just felt I think as time went on, um, anything that was normal, something that was close to being normal, um, I wanted to do. But I know because I, I know for a fact, because I live across like one block, not across, but one block away from the parade route, I was very depressed. Yeah, I, I think I we was, all were. I was, I was depressed to the point where I didn't want to move out of bed. Actually, I didn't yeah. want to move, like I did not want to move out of bed. I called my man's Fredo and I said to him, Fredo, I don't want to move out of bed because it was like six o'clock 
on the first Friday of parades, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be at Avenue Pub, standing right there with my friends, Fredo and Britt and Aaron, and I'm not doing that. I'm in bed depressed. And with the moment that they started talking about vaccines and stuff, I'm like, this is, this is like the, uh, that's when I saw hope. And that's why we're able to do what we're doing this year. Yeah. So, I mean, if, uh, if we hadn't gotten people to, to get to, I've had a lot of friends in biomedical research and, you know, they've given me all the horror stories and the tales and all of that. And um, I was hesitant to get vaccinated because I have a lot of allergies and you know it was a tough decision but you know we we've got to get to a point where we can be around people because I'm like you I I spent a lot of this last 18 months in my house by myself and it's not a good thing I mean I love doing creative stuff but I like doing it with other people and I that's what it, I missed and the thing was doing so many zoom podcasts I enjoyed it but I got tired of it and I was like once they start, once I got vaccinated, once I got vaccinated, I was able to do in-person podcasts. And once I got vaccinated, I got, when I was able to be around people. And I think you and I talked about on a Saturday when I went to went and picked up my stuff, the whole pearl clutching with people being out and about. Do you think it's gotten to the point where we have gone completely bonkers about this because I'm gonna say this and the reason why I say this and this is going to be a, a, a I think a good segue into what we'll be talking about with our crew um they had talked about COVID conscious like we were talking about COVID conscious and I literally had a screen I had the email in front of me the email that was given sent to me by you and and, and Amanda and I was like, okay, you guys basically took a headline and ran with it. And then you're gonna sit here and tell me, oh, I'm not going to go down there. It's a super spreader event. And the reality of the matter is, the reality of the matter is, you're just, these are the same people that been all over the damn country but now you're wanting Marty, you want parades canceled, you want parades canceled because cases are going up and the hospitalizations are going up. I say, well, here's the problem. Here's the difference with that. At this time last year, we didn't have, um, we didn't have um, a, vaccine. To get a vaccine. So yes, you could, we had to do a drive-through a drive tableau. This year, there's a tool and you all, you know, the same people that are begging the mayor to reinstitute mandates, reinstitute face covering mandates or the governor, they're the same people that I've been seeing on Instagram going all over the country. So the pearl clutching has to stop Antoinette because I don't think nobody has done the done quarantine right. Nobody's done it right. We've all done it wrong. Well, I, you know, I think you have to look at I mean, we're certainly not asking the mayor to reinstate all kinds of yeah, craziness. Yeah, right, right. But right. I'm we, just talking about are, the pearl clutching people. Right. But we are definitely saying, you know, we have some science here. It's really confusing to get information. The information that you get from one source is not matching what you get from another source. And one person says isolate for five days. And then another says 10 days. And another says, well, if you're vaccinated, it doesn't matter. 
So it's really crazy to get information now. And I think we, we live in an age where everyone expects our information to be valid, but we're not getting good information. And so many people are basing their decisions on emotions rather than facts. And, and they're doing exactly what you said is they're going crazy one end or the other. I mean, if, if you got your vaccination, you got your booster shot, the expectation is that you should be able to go about your normal activities in a yeah, conscious way. Right, but the right. thing is, people aren't going about their normal activities. They're going crazy. They go, they do extreme stuff. Like they go, like, like our neighbors, you know, had a big frat party for New Year's Eve. And there must have been 30 guys out there all squished in a little teeny area drinking and going crazy. Well, my neighbor's daughter came over this morning and said, oh, well, two of them had COVID now. And they, they just wanted to let me know because they were all out there in our yard. And I thought, why would you, why would you, why would you go and party when you had COVID and when you had COVID now, if they complete their quarantine, fine. But if you just had this, no, they said they didn't want to miss the new year's party with everybody. They hadn't seen everybody in so long. And I just looked at her and thought, they're, they're being selfish. That's that's being selfish. That's being selfish and that's being stupid. Yeah, so right. we decided with our parade, we said, you know, we we want to comply as much as possible, but we want to be together. So we we shortened, we, we removed a bunch of stuff from the parade, so it's a lot less people. Um, like what things did we remove? Because I know we have the toast. We got the toast at Country. Yes, we Florida. still have the toast, but we don't and have the rolling tower. Like you, sometimes you've pulled that tower. We took out that tower. Uh -huh. We took out about half of the signs. And we kept, you know, the, the things that tell the story we kept, you know, like the big stuff. But we removed a lot of the things that would clump people together. So like, the, like the wheel, like the wheel would be one of those things. Well, the wheel is still there. But uh -huh. instead of having five people around that wheel, there are two. And in, okay. in the, the dragon, the same thing. Instead of having, you know, four. There, it'd normally be like volunteers. four or five people. It's yeah, like we, normally. So basically, so basically, that's not really being bonkers. I mean, that's. Yeah, being, I thought we were being smart about it. I mean, we tried to spread people out. We've talked a lot about how the parade will spread out a little bit more. Um, you know, we have our regular barricades at Jackson Square where we get that glut of people and we've we've got the plague doctors walking in front of the parade, kind of being funny, but at the same time, you know, they're handing out hand sanitizer and they're they're joking with people. I think they're actually giving out a mask, a little paper mask, and just encouraging people to still be smart about it, still take precautions. You don't have to be crazy. Just, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a, it's you're, the, you're told in kindergarten you should be washing your hands. I mean, why is this such a revolutionary thing? That because because people want the government to babysit them, and I think that's the problem. I'm like, that's the problem. You waited, you weren't washing your hands until the government told you to do it. Until which is crazy, which is dumb because you're taught that in preschool to wash your hands. You're we're not just in kindergarten, but you're taught in preschool to wash your hands. If you stay home, stay home when you're sick. And it's like people have gone, for example, I had to like explain to people. I had to explain to people, okay, they had four days of, of test 
coming back. They were closed from Saturday, from what, Friday to Monday. So you had four days of testing. So of course it's gonna be 20,000 people, 20,000. If it was 20,000 cases in New Orleans, then yeah, I would be like, why are we doing a parade with 20,000 cases in New Orleans, in Orleans Parish? But we don't, we have 4,000 cases, but everybody gonna start, everybody is gonna start looking Everybody looked at data very differently. And I say data last year is not the same as this year. But people right. are too damn stupid. People are too damn stupid. And it's like now, I'm with you, Antoinette. I'm at the point now where I'm going to do, I'm going to follow the protocols. I've already got all three of my shots. I'm going to follow the protocols, but I'm not going to go bonkers. Like I've had to mute people on Facebook. I had to mute, I had to unfriend people on Facebook. I had to mute people on Twitter because people have gone completely bonkers and yeah. I'm like of course the cases go up in January because everybody's inside it's cold you're not gonna right. see it you're not gonna see a lot of people outside everybody's gonna be inside so you know that's why um I think that's I think what we're doing is the right thing you know um the things that are in the parade what's gonna be in the parade so we we have um the regular, we have the, the dragon, we have the wheel, we have um, St. Michael, which is Amanda's costume with uh, the big cloud. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, the bagpipers, we have the kids with the sheep, but instead of eight sheep, we only have four. So we'll, a little bit less in there, but we'll still have them. And then when you get to the nights, we still have the bagpipers, but instead of a dozen of them, there are only three. And then we have, um, the flag corps is new this year and they have a formation. So there's about 20 of them, but they're all spread out in this formation and they have big flags of the cities that uh, Joan liberated. So that's gonna be amazing, but it's gonna be nicely spaced and it's gonna be really pretty and exciting. Kind of like the Spanish group that came for the 300th anniversary, they're a medieval flag corps. And we have the plague doctors in the front that are gonna be giving out the hand sanitizer and sweeping the streets in front of the parade and encouraging people to mask up and use the sanitizer. Then we have um, the wall is still gonna be there. Okay. Yeah, so the cannon won't be there, but we have hand cannons instead. So the cannon is actually, the cannon and the blue birthday cake are gonna be at the historic New Orleans collection for a museum exhibit that opens on January 6th and runs through the 8th. And we're so, hoping- so, so that so mean, that means, so the um the, the one that, we, the, you're talking about the one that we always have at-, at Yeah, at the big cannon. The uh -huh. Yeah, the, the big cannon that we have rolling in the parade in front of the wall that, that shoots confetti. We're, we're replacing that this year with hand cannons, which kind of look like a over the shoulder bazooka thing, but they're historic as well. And they're just smaller. It takes less people to handle them. It's a it's a one person job rather than you know the cannon with a bunch of people all in one place. And so we minimize that. And then when we get to the city of Orleans, uh, we have a couple groups that are sitting out because they're ill. So that reduced the number there. And and we appreciate them saying you know letting us know, hey, we've got a couple people that are sick. We're going to sit it out instead of take a chance. Yeah, I know it's going to be 14 days, but but they're saying to us, you know. We're just going to sit it out and watch this year. And, and we're happy that they're doing that, that that was their decision. And we have um, the royalty will still be there. The maid will still be on a horse. 
Uh, we still have Skins and Bones as the trial. The North Side, Skins and Bones. Love them. Love that group. Yeah, they're so fantastic. And then we still have the um, the Angels at the end. Uh, and the, a couple of the Stilt Walkers will be there. Instead of six or seven, I think they're only going to be three. So we're, we're keeping as much of it as we could. But we just reduced the number of people like normally we have 180 volunteers and we're so thankful for our volunteers because, you know, you've been with us for years that the volunteers do a lot of stuff and and we only have uh, 75 this year instead of 180. Yeah, that's so that's that's, a, that's I mean, that's still a pretty good size. Yeah, it's still uh, a good decent. amount of volunteers. But it's a lot less than we normally have. And, because I know, I know the year the year before last, there was like it was a lot of people. We had a lot of people, and yeah. uh, I mean, you normally, you know, you normally see about ninety to a hundred people, and then now it's seventy five people. But you know, it, the the most important thing, Antoinette, is that we're back in the quarter, and yeah. I always tell people once you get. You know, it starts at it starts at Bienville. You know, it starts at front in Bienville, and then once you get to Conti, once you get to Bienville and Decatur, that's when you see that mass of people. Right. And, you know, I, I hope it's not that cold on Thursday. Like, what was the coldest Joan of Arc we've had? The, the one, coldest the one, I, the, Arc first, the first one I was in, right? Yeah, I think so. We were we were at like twelve degrees with a wind chill below zero. And it was crazy. We, we've been really lucky that we've never had to, and I'm going to find some wood and say a prayer. We've never had to um, walk in the rain, which is good. No, yeah, right, right, the, one, the, year, the first one I was in, it rained that Friday. It was because we 12th night was a Friday. And we moved to uh, and we moved Saturday. it to Saturday, yeah. And that's when it was like bitterly. It was bitterly. It was cold. so cold. It was so. And cold. I was like, and we were on the and we were on the river. So when you're on the river, it's really, really cold. cold. It's like colder. <laughs> yeah, than what we were it out there now. on the at the steamboat Natchez landing yep. for our beginning, and we were they yep. let us on the steamboat because we were freezing out there. Yeah, we so so we're thinking you know it's going to be somewhere between forty five and fifty five with a little bit of wind and uh you know it looks like there might be some showers in the morning but nothing by the time we get out there and again you know things change but i think you're right ryan we we just we need the positivity we need you know i was with noelani at the radio station on sunday and we just said we need something positive to get us out of this depression this this feeling that nothing will ever be the same and and even if it's not exactly what we've done in the past, it's it's a start. And we have the mayor and the consulate and uh, the executive director, the president of the um, Historic New Orleans Collection will be doing that toast up there on the balcony. And the mayor is going to give a little speech. And I'm guessing she's going to say something about Mardi Gras. Uh, but, you know, I think we have to look forward and, and look at ways that we can make this happen. You know, the floats, I've been in other crews and I I walk with Chewbacca's and, uh, you know, I was in Muses and I've got a lot of friends in crews. And, you know, the days when you could cram all these people onto a float and, you know, and squish well, all these people, we, we got to think about it differently. 
and, and is all it, but like the most important thing is that we got the floats but i mean the floats are back you know and and nobody and i'll say this Antoine, nobody likes vaccine mandates i hate them i mean i personally do hate them but i see why we have them because all you have to do is go to a grocery store and see how many people you ha- see you see how many people that have um what's that they'll put their shopping cart in a parking space they never put it back where it's supposed to be and I'm like, you look at that shopping cart, that shopping cart theory, and I was like, that's why we have mandates. You know, I don't like mandates. I hate mandates. I mean, I, I, because I think everybody is supposed to, is supposed to do the right thing, but you always gonna have people that are gonna be big babies about it. You know, they gonna compare it to apartheid and Germany. And I'm like, dude, stop it, stop it. You're being a baby. Yeah, you know, we, some, some people to, are being baby. Some people are just big babies. Well, and we we have to stop thinking that everything is political. Sure, I I hate I hate a lot of these things, but I also understand that sometimes you just have to do smart things so that we can continue moving forward. And if that means that I need to wear a mask and I need to take my cart back where it can get wiped before the next person uses it, or I have to make sure that I leave three feet between me and the next person in line in the grocery store or the post office or wherever, you know, that's not a big thing. These are, you know, the things that I miss are being able to go up and hug people. Now that, that to me is a big miss, but you gotta be smart about it. Do I wanna protect my friends? Yes. Do I want to make sure that if I get exposed to something, they don't get exposed to it? Yes. So I'm going to do what I need to do to protect the people I care about. And if that means that I have to do classes on Zoom, which I'm not a real fan of, or I have to, you know, time my trips to different stores or stuff where it's not a lot of traffic, I'm going to do that so that I can continue to do the things I really love, which is getting out there and crafting with people or getting out and going to a parade or getting out and being in a parade and, you know, going on the ferry, going to the park, going out into the city and seeing music. I mean, I love live music and to be smart, you know, it's just like our parade. We, we said, what can we do to try and protect the people we care about in our parade and the and the people in the crowd. Well, the first thing we can do is make sure that everybody's had a vaccine that's in the parade. Make sure that if they if they have a reason not to have it, they have a negative test so that we know they're not walking down the parade handing stuff to people and being sick. And the second thing that we're doing to make sure that we protect everybody is to make sure that we have space between people and try not to bunch up and that sort of stuff. And we hand out our throws, which is different than a lot of crews. I mean, a lot of the walking yeah, most crews. People did, most, people, throw. most people, most people just throw them like the floats. They just throw them. I mean, I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of, uh, of, of King Arthur grills from, I have one from 2019, one from 2020. So I'm really looking forward to catching those holy grails this year. Yeah, those great things. You know, but my whole thing is I'm like, I'm wondering how that's going to look. Like, I wonder how our crowd's going to look on on Thursday. I don't know. I mean, it could be really crazy or it could be less than 
normal. It's hard. It's so hard to tell. But I will say that uh, the Sugar Bowl had a ton of people out there. Yeah. And, and it was really great. And it was really great. It just felt so good to see people back out there enjoying parades. I was at Crew of Boo, Crew of Boo uh, in, in October. October. Yeah. And it was an encouraging, you know, it was an encouraging, it was very encouraging. And uh, it just like, I think getting back to doing normal things is something that you want to do and it's yeah. something that gets you out of it because like people are already you know talking about what they're going to do mardi gras day and and people and and that's what we missed last year and like i told you earlier antoinette it broke my heart like i literally remember telling you this i say there were days where i just literally wanted to go and just yeah that i told you when i went and picked up my costumes there yeah. were days where I just wanted to just go up there and just super kick that guy's ass right out of there. I just wanted to just super kick his ass because well, what I, because I lost like five relatives to COVID. Yeah, and they all died. Like, I, they all died within like they all died within like um, they all died within like two or three weeks of each other. And just recently, one of my my former neighbor's kid got shot and killed in Memphis. So I dealt with a lot of tragedy in the last two years, almost three years. And something like this, you know, it's cold as hell, but it gives you hope. It, it it's it's one of those things that I look forward to, and and you look forward to as well. Yeah. So what are the events that are going to be leading up? In closing, what are the events uh, that's going to be leading up now? That's leading up to the parade. I know there's something on Thursday, on, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, yeah. At the you know, uh, Royal Orleans Hotel. Yeah, it's at the Bourbon Orleans. Bour Bourbon Orleans, that's why. Yes, and it's a it's a dinner for members and volunteers, and it's a private event for members and volunteers. But it, you know, their tickets are available for them, and uh, we. We celebrate getting back together. I mean, it, it's just an opportunity to see everybody. Because when you're in the parade, you're not really stopping. And, you know, we try to talk to each other and line up and stuff like that. But then we're really focused on the crowd and, and making them happy. So this was the opportunity for the crew to get together. And we, we do that from 7 to 9.30. And then at 9.30, we're going to have a public event. So we, we're going to leave the Bourbon Orleans. And we're going to walk up Orleans Avenue and then towards the cathedral and go around the cathedral on St. Uh, Peter's and walk towards the amphitheater. We're gonna cross Decatur and go to the amphitheater and we're gonna meet the crew of Krampus. And we did this last year with just us privately and, and you know we had some media there and they videoed it and put it on Facebook, but we're gonna meet the crew of Krampus and then we have a little ceremony passing the light and hope for the new season of Mardi Gras. It was really meaningful last year, and I think it's going to be even more meaningful this year. Yeah. And that's open to the public, and it should happen right at 10 o'clock at Washington Artillery Park, which is now called Oscar Dunn Park, right there across from Jackson Square on that amphitheater. And and we'd love to have people come out, come out and, and see us and be with us and share this beginning to our new Mardi Gras season in a, in a way that... Um, 
is very positive and uplifting because we all need it. I, I, I'm right there with you. It's like, I need, I, mean, I, need, I need something. I mean, you, I mean, you're talking about, man, when they say that they will bring back parades, I was at camp and fortress in front of, uh, in front of six uh, Pan American buildings. And they said, we got Mardi Gras back. We got parades back. So I was like, I had, there was a photo of Snoop Dogg after he got found not guilty of his murder, at his murder case. I was like, I was like this. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is why you, this is why you get vaccinated. I was like, this is why you get vaccinated for things like this. This is why. This right. is like, this is my champion. This is my championship. And, yep. and then I live, like, I text one of my friends, I text uh, a friend of mine, I said, dude, First beers on me. Just come park your car on Philip and Carondelet. Philip and Carondelet. I'm right on the parade route. If you need something, I got you. So I'm already getting my plans already because uh for for this year. Because last year I was supposed to be a full member of Joan of Arc. Had a pandemic not happened, last year would have been my first full my first year as a full member, and that screwed everything up. But it's gonna come. I know. It, it'll be there. But you're right. I mean, that's why we get our vaccines. That's why we put these precautions in place. That's why when we go to the city, we make sure that they know what our policies are and our protocols and, and that we, we have these in place. And, you know, we've had people who say to us, oh, well, you know, I don't have a vaccine. I don't have the vaccine. And um, I can't find a place to get tested before Thursday. And I said, here's the link to the city. They got testing all over the place. And I'm really sorry um love you to pieces but no you can't walk with us if you don't do either vaccines or a test because i care about the people that i'm with and i don't want to endanger them and i don't want to endanger the crowd and the one way that we can guarantee that as best as possible i mean there's no guarantee of anything but the best way we can do that is be vaccinated wear the mask wash your hands you know Keep yourself away from people who are sick, you know, support them mentally, but watch your health. I mean, we want to have more parades and we want, you know, we do things with Joan of Arc all year long. This, our parade is our big thing, but we do things all year long. We get together and make all those throws and, you know, we're sitting around a table together. There's 30 of us in a room and we're all together. And it was really hard this year because you know, until we had vaccines, we, we couldn't do that. And we tried to do it on Zoom and we tried to do our socials where we get together once a month and it's not the same. And, you know, I know you tried it, I tried it, everybody tried to make this work, but it's difficult to make it work when, you know, people don't wanna comply. People wanna say, you're taking away my rights. It's like, I, I'm not taking away your rights. Nobody I'm is trying. taking away your rights. Like yeah. the thing that people don't understand about the constitution, the constitution, Okay, people need to, we have a failure of civic education in, in our schools, okay? The freedom of speech means that the government cannot regulate what you say. Freedom of religion means that the government cannot regulate what you, how you worship. Freedom, the right to assemble, the government cannot regulate you assembling however you want. If you want to assemble somewhere to naked the government can't do anything to you about it okay this well, maybe is maybe the naked about, maybe the naked part this can. is not a, a violation 
of constitutional rights. It's not an infringement. People are so fucking stupid. It's like, dude, if I'm in your house, I'm not going to go in there and you have every fourth. If I'm going to a, a Joan of Arc parade, and if I'm in the Joan of Arc parade, you always, y'all always tell us, don't drink during the parade. Okay, right. we're the first parade of the year. All right, we're the first parade. We're more of an upscale thing. Okay, if I go there and I'm drinking and cursing and saying, "Hey, you know, MF this, MF that," I'm, 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 I, it, you're within your right to throw me off the parade, uh, throw me off the crew. You're within your right to do that. That's not a violation of constitutional rights or anything. That's a violation of the crew of Joan of Arc rules. Right. And, yeah, and, and we made those we made those rules because we made a decision to be a family friendly parade that was positive. And we felt that one thing that we could do to make sure that families would be comfortable coming into the quarter years ago. I mean, we've been doing this parade 14 years now, but years ago we saw that there weren't a lot of things for families to bring young children to in New Orleans. And we wanted to make, of course, you know, the daytime, the Mardi Gras day parades are certainly lovely, but most yeah, of the parades like are not really family like, like, friendly, yeah. you know? So yeah. we, we made that decision. We, we said, you know, these are our rules. It, you know, it's an hour and a half. If you can't manage to stay sober for an hour and a half, perhaps we're not the parade for you. You shouldn't. And, and, and the thing about it, I think, our city is so tied into with alcohol. And I think I told you, like, I know people like my neighbors, like some of the people who say in the complex, they make a beeline to go to Brothers. You know, they yeah. make a beeline. And it's like, you come back, you see them drinking Still Reserve or Old English or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you can have fun without alcohol. I, I would like to think you can. That's and what I we believe. It, we believe we have a great parade and you don't need to drink to right, be in it, it and you don't need to drink to watch it. And, and the thing about it, I remember one year, 2018, someone handed me a flask of whiskey and I'm like, dude, I can't drink this. Not now. I mean, it, I, look, I know it's New Orleans, but we're trying to we're trying to be positive and we want to be upscale. And I basically turned down the alcohol. But it's like some people, they, they, they have this distorted reality of, of the Constitution. And I'm like, it's like sort of like uh, my, my friend's bar, my friend's bar, uh, Eagles. They have the same thing. They like the, people get mad at them for asking them their proof of vaccination card. And I do. Y'all were the same people crying about no Mardi Gras parades last year. We right. getting them back. And now you want to cry about vaccine mandates. And you all want to say it's medical apartheid. No, no, it's not medical apartheid. Like apartheid was something that was very real and serious. And it's just like, you know, I, I think I thank God that I do thank God that we didn't have polio. I mean, we didn't have social media during COVID. We would have never gotten out of COVID. Right. Or during World War II, because people would have been people would have been nuts during World War II. Okay. You got people in Texas that believe John F. Kennedy Jr. is rising from the grave. They still down there. They're waiting. They're like the, they're still waiting for him to rise from the grave. 
when I know for a fact that there were teenage girls that went into mourning when that guy died. Well, I mean, I think the thing, the thing to remember about parades is that they're such a small part of our culture that affects such a large amount of our mental health. And, you know, the parade season only lasts 40 days. It's, it's not, it's not like it's a long season and it has such a meaning to everybody. It's a way to celebrate the things that we do, but, but truthfully, it hasn't been along around that long. I mean, you're only going back a few generations with, with Mardi Gras and it's made such an impact on the city, both economically and um, emotionally that we have to protect it. And if that means that we have to cut down on the number of floats or cut down on the number of people on floats, or we need to have people masking around, you know, like Kuribu where they, you know, did the testing afterwards. If we have to do things like that to protect the things that have become important to us, it, it's not an imposition. It's, it's our responsibility to our communities because COVID doesn't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or a socialist or an independent or black or white or rich or poor, COVID does not care. And it will kill you just as easy if you're rich and in the, you know, sick as it will if you're poor. And it, it doesn't really care. And I want us to make sure that we as a crew and as an organization look out for the people in our parade and we look out for our crowd. And we're doing that by having, you know, the mask and the and available and being careful about the participation. And we're excited about the new things in the parade that are just gonna be really positive and beautiful and happy because it's time. And we're hoping that everything goes well with our parade and that people don't get sick. I mean, there's enough of a gap between us and the next parade that we'll see how it, do, how it goes. And we, we hope that people are being smart on the parade route, not coming out if you're sick. Uh, we're working on having some live Facebook streams of the parade. We're welcome to any photographers or videographers that would like to come and do the parade. Um, and take a videos or that sort of thing. It's hard because, you know, Brian, we're all out there working. So it's not, I've never actually seen the parade. I only see it from the inside, but we're, we're working on ways to have that. So if you can't come out or if you're afraid to come out or you're, or you're at home and you just can't get out of bed and get out and see it, that we have ways for you to watch it and to participate and see it live through social media, which like you said, is a real blessing for a lot of us uh, during COVID. So we're looking at those things to make sure that people can participate. And that, you know, as we go forward into the Mardi Gras season, we end the Christmas season, because technically we're the last day of Christmas. And as we move into the Mardi Gras season, people have an opportunity to experience these things that are so culturally important to us in a safe way so that we can continue to do this through this year so that we have these festivals, that we have Jazz Fest this year, that we have French Quarter Festival. You know, we have these things that are so important, the live music, musicians, oh my God, musicians. And you, your friend that has um, Igor's, it's like these bars and restaurants have really suffered from 
the lack of people here and the lack of live music. And, and we want to do as a crew, we want to support musicians. We want to support artists and we want to support the people who come out to the parade in a positive way. So that's, that's really where we are with the parade this year. We're really happy. I mean, we, I enjoyed the tableau, but it was different. You're right. It was very different. And, you know, the city shut down literally the next day and said, nope, not going to happen. So we were glad that we were at least able to do that. And for the 500 cars that came through, we were really happy that those families got to come through. And, you know, they, they all said great things. Celebration in the Oaks had, you know, the, the light display and so many people across the city went to that, but it's hard because, you know, my family walks down to veterans and, and sits on, we're in Metairie and we sit on veterans and we watch the parades go by. And I've seen the same families out there for, you know, the last 16 years or so that I've lived in that area. And, you know, these kids have grown up and I've seen them every year and I didn't see them last year. I didn't it see was, it Yeah, like, it was like, I, I'll, I'll tell you the thing that moved me to tears. I came from downtown, and, I, and this is where I closed with, and then uh, where I closed with and stuff. I came from, uh, I woke up, Friday I told you when I didn't want to move out of bed, I called, uh, I walked up to Jackson and St. Charles, and I looked up, I looked around, I looked to my left, and I said, this is so weird. I don't see anything. I don't see parades. I don't see there's no long line. Brothers, I walked into Brothers, got me a three piece chicken there. And it took a lot for me to keep crying. It took a lot for me to keep crying because that was why I moved over here to Wonderless, just to be on the parade uh, and, and and stuff. I think, yeah, when yeah. you're a creature of habit, like when you, you know, you look at some of these people who grew up on the parade route, you see these, you watch them grow up, basically. You, you yeah. watch them grow up, and, and they, they, those people, those kids that grow up, they have their kids, and those kids that they have, they have their own kids. So it's a generational thing, and it's a community thing. And it's like we feed off a community. And I think that was the thing that I think that was missing last year. And we're getting it back. It's slowly but surely, we're getting it back. But Antoinette, thank you so much for dropping by the podcast. One last thing, tell us, tell my listeners where they can uh, learn more about about the crew. Joan of Arc? How that, and, 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 and crew of Joan of Arc, and yeah. uh, how they can join. So our website is www.joanofarcparade.org. You can go on there. You can see galleries of previous years. You're going to see pictures of Ryan, too. You can see um, pictures from previous parades. You can see right on the front is a way to enlist. You can get on our newsletter. We have a calendar on there with public events. And you can get on our newsletter and find out what we're doing, where we're going to be. We'd love to have people crafting. You don't have to join the parade to be involved in our crafting and social times. Come out and meet us. If you like history, great. If you like Mardi Gras, great. If you like Joan of Arc, great. We love all of it. Uh, so you can get involved that way. The parade, of course, starts at North Front Street and Bienville at uh, 7 p.m. on Thursday night. And it ends at um, Oscar Dunn Park, which is the amphitheater across from Jackson Square at about 8.30, 9 o'clock. So it's not a really long parade. The great yeah, places not. to view it at, yeah, at the very beginning, 
at the very beginning at the lineup right there at the corner of North Front and Bienville, we're going to have the first uh, presentation from our flag corps. So they're going to do a little performance. So that's a great place to line up and see the parade, see us at lineup. And then we have a toast at the corner of uh, Conti and Charters at the, at the Williams Research Center. And then we have the, the, the blessing of the sword at the cathedral along with another flag cord display. And then we walk down Charters all the way to Ursuline. We turn up Ursuline, we go to Charters, I mean to uh, Decatur, we make a right turn on Decatur. That's another great place to come line up because it's such a big open space and not a lot of people go there. So you can go on, on Decatur and then we end at the Oscar Dunn Park with a little ceremony and the first king cake slices to royalty at the at the end in a little ceremony. And it should be amazing this year with all the flags. So come on out and see us on Thursday night at seven o'clock. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for joining the show, uh, Antoinette, folks. Thank you so much. Another episode, first one of the year in the books. For Antoinette, this is Ryan saying thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we will see you down the road.